Hi, I'm Brad Rex, the former vice president for Disney's Epcot theme park, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Hi there, I'm Lee Cockrell. I'm the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World, and Mickey Mouse was my boss. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can drive all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the coaster challenge with your hosts, Kim Dyke. Hi, this is Kim from the Coaster Challenge podcast, and I'm very excited to talk with my guest this evening. I'm delighted to welcome Josh Tyler, a coaster enthusiast that runs the YouTube channel and social media group FYE Coasters. Josh loves Kings Island and bringing his love of the park to others through his vlogs at in-person meetups. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Thank you for having me tonight, Kim. I, I really appreciate it. Well, I am absolutely thrilled to have you here. We've gotten to know each other and become friends through hanging out at events such as Coaster Stock and other FYE community meetups at Kings Island. For our audience, will you please share some things about yourself to help them get to know you better? Yeah, so a few things to help to get you guys to know me better. Um, again, my name is Josh Tyler. I do run a coaster page called FYE Coasters. Uh, actually, 2023 is going to be our 10-year anniversary, um, so we'll be doing some fun things. Um Kind of a few things about me. Um, Kings Island is my home park. Um, yeah, I'm about 20, 25 minutes from Kings Island, and I'm about four hours from Cedar Point, and about two hours from uh, Kentucky Kingdom, about three from Holiday World, and about five from Dollywood. So I'm like right in the middle of everything. But it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I grew up going to Kings Island. Um, I remember going there when I was a kid. Very, you know, vague memories going there. There's a few photos of me there, but I definitely went. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I've always just loved Kings Island. Um, I actually used to work there in 2012 and 2013, but we we can get into that in, you know, a later part of the episode. I knew you used to work at Kings Island, but I didn't realize it had been that long ago. So I'm really interested in in hearing more about that. And, you know, that's a common connection we have there too, is I went to Kings Island when I was a kid. It was once a year and it was always like the night before Christmas, (laughs) the night before (laughs) Kings Island. We were always so excited to go. It's and now, you know, in my adult life, it's a home away from home. I can never wait to go back to. Right. Okay. So this first part of the interview is going to be kind of like our coaster time traveler. 
we're going to go back in time and talk about your history of riding coasters. So our first question as we enter the coaster time traveling is what is the first coaster that you remember riding? Okay, so I've been thinking long and hard about this question because obviously as when you're a kid, you obviously ride the kiddie coasters first, right? So yes. Great Pumping Coaster, I know was my first one, but okay. when it was, I have no idea. Um, the first big coaster I remember riding uh, was actually uh, Backwards Racer. Um, I don't know what year it was, um, but... first. Yeah, yeah. The first time I ever rode Racer was backwards. Wow. Um, my buddy, I forget his name. It was one of my um, mom's friend's son. We went to King's Island one day, and we, you know, they let us hang out together and like walk around by ourselves. And he's like, "Hey, uh, you gotta try Racer." I'm like, oh no, 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 you know, because back then I was not into coasters. I was actually, you know, kind of like how every enthusiast starts out. Like I was actually scared, and well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say scared, but more like, hey, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. You're um, braver than I was because I was scared to ride backwards for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. So, well, I didn't know it was backwards when I went on it because back then they had the metal chain link down the down the middle of the uh, the ramp and on the station. But obviously, it's been since removed. But I believe it was the what's now the red side was the backwards side. Um, but um, yeah, I, I rode Racer, and, you know, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I didn't really um, really go on becoming an enthusiast then, but, um, you know, I'm just – Racer was pretty much the one that started my, um, you know, my, my journey into liking coasters, if that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, I remember my first were at Kings Island as well. My first one was – what's now called the Woodstock Express. It was the Beastie mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But my family, they, they wouldn't let me ride much. They thought everything was dangerous. So yeah. I could ride things that's fun and fast circles, which I still despise to this day. It makes me sick. It's so dizzy. I just don't like it. But yeah. um it wasn't and my first my first big coaster. I remember the faint memories of riding racer, but I think I may have ridden King Cobra mm-hmm. before I rode racer. I unfortunately do not have that credit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for me, I mean, it was like really not very many rides because they wouldn't let me ride much. And I didn't really start riding bigger coasters more until I was 18. We went on my senior night to Kings Island and I was the only one in the group that didn't want to ride Vortex. You know, and that was back in the day when it was running really well. But I was scared to death of that thing. And I yeah. remember all the com- I remember all the commercials and all the hype around it. And I mean, my heart would race just watching the commercials on TV. And then when I saw that thing for real, it was, you know, that was earth shattering at the time to see something like that. And yeah, I finally was peer pressured onto Vortex. And when I wrote it, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of opening doors for me 
just to want to start to try new things. I wrote Senate, and I wrote Senate Beast, or I really, I wrote it before it got bad. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked it. And uh, that was my early history at Kings Island. So thinking back on all the coasters you've ridden thus far, you know, we always, as enthusiasts, you know, when you're in parks and stuff, you hear people talk about stuff that's scary. What would you say is the one coaster that has scared you the most or one that scared you a whole lot? Okay. So again, you know, I I was kind of looking, um, through the questions and every answer I have, they all kind of tie in together. You know what I'm saying? So like that, 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 that kind of brings to this next one is another one of my first big roller coasters, uh, believe it or not was son of beast. Um, nice. and in that same, yeah. in that same day I would racer son of beast and actually drop zone. Um, I, again, like I was terrified. Well, see, I don't want again, I don't want to say terrified, but I was base was a monstrosity to look at, yeah. So, like, <laughs> but me, I'm like, yeah. what is that thing? It's so, like, you know, just like walking up to it, I'm just like, what am I getting myself into? But I got on, I got off, and I wanted to ride it again, and then again, and yeah. again, and again. And I want to say that was because it was after they took the loop out, but it was before it closed, obviously. Um, I don't. It was mid two thousands. I mean, it 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 had to have been because it closed in what oh nine. They tore it down in twelve, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So did you write it for Banshee? The loop as well? No, I wrote it after they took the loop out. I only wrote it with the loop. Yeah, and I, I loved it. But then I heard that it got really like backbreakingly bad after they took the loop out yeah but see to kind of answer your question as far as like scare like nothing no ride i have ever ridden to this day has scared me or terrified me at all um if i had to like it's more of like the your calm rise that you're not strapped into something but like even those like i, I can stay on top of eiffel tower all day long at king's island and just yeah. sit there and then just feel the tower shake and you have people that mm-hmm. come in and they're like trembling and like <laughs> yeah. push up against the walls and it's just like you know but like when i think you know again you know i haven't traveled as much as you guys have and um you know most people that we hang out with but like the rides I have rode, like nothing has really scared me, but like I, I just enjoy it. Like I can just get on a ride and enjoy it, even if I have never rode it before. Um, kind of like the first time I ever rode a top floor dragster. I, I I did not know what to expect. I waited in line for five hours and it broke down. And then, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Like I didn't know what to expect when I rode it. And I got off and I loved it. So I couldn't, I can't believe that that one didn't scare you the first time it's weird for me that particular ride i was calm and i think a bit overly confident through the line Mm -hmm. it was when i sat down in the seat that all hell broke loose yeah my hands were shaking like crazy and i could barely breathe i was hanging on for dear life but it was one of those things of, you know, like you said, if I wrote it once, I want to do it again. And then I, I was on a personal challenge mission 
to get my hands up on the launch because I saw like the kids and everybody doing it. And I was going to be mad at myself (laughs) if I left and I hadn't done it. Because, you know, that was still, you know, another level of fear to overcome. And it took, it took five rides. And I finally started getting my hands up on the launch. Then I had to get a couple more bonus rides. Thankfully, the line wasn't five hours long. (laughs) It was when you waited. But um, it was one of those things, you know, for me, a lot of overcoming fear too has been all right. That was fun. You know, let's do it again and just keep doing it until it's easy. And it was really um, surreal to me this year, looking back yeah. on my initial fear when we rode Topville Dragster to get on King to call for the first time. And there was there was no fear left. Everything was gone. You know, I didn't have any problem put my hands up on the launch or whatever. And it just amazes me, you know, how that process has unfolded over time. So getting in line for Son of Beast that first time, you were just talking about how, I guess, intimidating it looked, for lack of a better term. How were you feeling when you approached the station for the first time? See, that's kind of like where my my answer ties into this one too. Um, when I first saw Summer Beast, um, again, like I forget how old I was. I was obviously like in my, I believe, let's see, two thousand. They it closed in what, like some of 08, and then it didn't run in 09, and then it sat until twelve. Took out twelve, then they built Banshee in fourteen. So it had to have been sometime around. Right when Paramount, so I'm uh, sorry, yeah, right when Paramount sold to Cedar Fair, so 2005, 2006. I think they took the loop out, and yeah, I think right, right before Cedar Fair bought it, right? Um, yeah, what year did Cedar Fair buy that? It was 2006. I was gonna say 2006 was when, they or, so, the sorry, five, five, thing. because it, it was 2005. That's when Firehawk came, and that was our first. I think that's when the loop came out, was in 2006. Um, pretty sure. Well, that's when I wasn't writing it. <laughs> Let's see, they took the loop out, and actually, it says 2007. Loop was removed okay. prior to 2007 season, so it had to have been somewhere around 2006. So, yeah, so we're right around. Five, six, or seven um, was when, you know, I, I walked up the Son of Beast, and, like, I've always seen it, but I never rode it. And, you know, again, like, nothing scares me as far as when it comes to rides. Or, like, I'm just an adrenaline junkie. And, like, you know, I'll ride anything and everything I can put my hands on or I can fit into. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so just walking up, I remember, I mean, the whole thing's still there. The queue, the station, the, you know, the line, the exit, the photo booth, everything's still there. So, like, it brings back memories. You can look at it, and I can just picture the gigantic wooden structure sitting there. And, like, being a coaster enthusiast today and knowing what that ride was for its time, and it just gives me chills thinking about, like, what that ride could have been. Um, and I remember seeing at one time, it was one or two years, actually, no, it was more because Diamondback was 2009, um, of seeing Son of Beast and Diamondback in the same park standing at the same time, even though Son of the Beast wasn't running, but just to think, uh, you know, uh, a hyper wooden coaster just standing yeah. there 
it just and the some of the photos. Um, I actually I have to show you a photo later. Um, this photo online of some one of the maintenance workers, or it wasn't a maintenance worker. It was one of the guy that got permission to um, film it. But it's like a bunch of fog, and he's above the fog, and it was just it's so breathtaking. Um, wow. And I I know not everyone understands like when you know us coaster enthusiasts say like you know oh that ride is just so beautiful like look at that wood or look at that yeah. steel you know <laughs> the smell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the smell of the grease chain you know? yeah um, but um but yeah like I just it just it didn't really intimidate me it just made me you know hey what am I about to experience you know like hey what's about to happen and that just you know that helped build my love and passion for coasters i still if i you know occasionally on facebook or whatever these old promo videos from son of beast will pop up or you know some of these old fuzzy povs i watch them every time i see them i do too and it was just it was just before it's time it was a great theory just a little just a little early Part yeah, of me still—it was early. It was early. Part of me still hopes at some point there will be some—I don't know—RC <laughs> version of it or something. Time will tell on that one. So after you got off of Son of East for the first time, how were you feeling? Again, kind of like I said, I just like what did I just do? I did it three more times that day. And then, um, you know, I, I felt amazing. I just, like, what did I just do? <laughs> you know, like, how how did that make me feel back then? Like, it made me, you know, I, I didn't look at it like I kind of do today as, as far as, like, oh, I just got off. Oh, that that, that element was good. Oh, that, that mm-hmm. inversion was good. You know, I just, I got off and I wanted to ride again. So, I mean, it, I, I felt like, you know, a big bundle of joy. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I shared my story with you earlier the first time I got off Diamondback and had finally experienced airtime. You know, for, for me, coasters are the same as going to the beach for some people. <laughs> that's yeah. become that's become my my stress it's relief. The lifestyle. Yeah. My stress relief, my self-care, you know, and um the job I do, you know, teaching in an inner city school. I'm in my 24th year of teaching my 19th year in the same school. That's not, that's not easy work mentally, you know, and to be able to go in fresh every single day, let go of whatever happened the day before, let go of whatever went wrong in your own, you know, your own life that morning or whatever, you know, come in there fresh and be what those kids need me to be. I've got to, you know, I've got to have my mind clear. And coasters have become a very integral part of that for me. And yeah. it's it's helped, you know, not just me get myself physically in shape, but mentally in yeah. shape. I've become a, a far better teacher. I'm at a point now, you know, where a lot of people took 24 years into their teaching career. They're burnt out. They're ready to retire. And me, I'm still in the process of, I'm still learning new things every day. I think, you know, I think I'll know when it's time to go 
but that time's not yet. And yeah. um, it's, it's, it's awesome when people at work and other places can see the impact that coasters have had. And they're like, you know, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Where'd this new person come from? You know, and it all ties back to finding what we call, you know, for me, coaster therapy, the life changing in every way. So after you got off of that first ride, would you say that it had an impact on your life or not? Oh, definitely. Um, again, <laughs> kind of tying all of these into one. Um, fun. Um, yeah, it, it changed my life. Um, but again, I didn't really come to be an enthusiast until, you know, like 2013, but we'll get there. Um, um, but yeah, it, again, it made me want to ride more, um, try out more of the coasters at the park. Because at the time, I didn't have all the credits um, yeah. at Kings Island, nor did I even know a credit, quote unquote, was a thing back then. I didn't either until <laughs> like 2020-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah. I actually sat down and I'm like, is that? I can't even remember if it was 2020 or 2021 when I actually finally sat down and made a list of everything, of everything yeah. I remember writing. I remember my original list had like, I think it was like 87 coasters on it. Oh, wow. was where I started. And... um I had no idea. And, you know, talking about impacts on your life, there are some other things, other ways coaster riding has impacted my life that, you know, I didn't even really realize it was happening until it happened. Mm -hmm. One for me was with weight loss. Cause you know, I started to realize, you know, fear because I used to be full of fear. I was raised, you know, being told everything was scary that, that sinks into your subconscious. You know, you're told it enough, you're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely scared to death every time I went to get on a coaster or anything. I, I closed my eyes for years. I don't even remember when I started opening my eyes. Yeah. And um, started realizing, you know, fear is in your head. If you can be 400 feet in the air and you're not afraid of anything. Eating for me too, emotional eating, it's in your head. You're not hungry, yeah. you're, you're stressed, you're sad. So if you can get a grip on your mind, 400 plus feet in the air, you can get a grip on your mind in your, in your kitchen <laughs> right. and in your living room. So, you know, that became a thing for me too. And another way that I've noticed that has impacted my life, I was raised in a home my mother, we didn't know. I was raised in a town of less than 10,000 people. Very small town back in the 80s. My mother was bipolar, and the doctors did not know for a number of years what was, what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so she was mentally, very mentally ill and not properly medicated for over 10 years of my life. I grew up in fear all day, every day. Scared to death sometimes to walk around the next corner. I never knew what, exactly what would happen to me. If I, and the, the golden rule was, you know, never speak up and never make anybody, never make anybody mad. Mm-hmm. So I was taught to be seen and not heard. And if I was heard, particularly if I spoke my mind or in the wrong way, there could be pretty severe consequences for that. And um, as an adult, up until 
almost past the age of 40, I was very codependent. I would just do whatever I had to do to make other people happy. Sacrifice myself, not really, you know, just whatever it took to not make waves. So coaster riding for me too, all of a sudden, I started noticing myself. I'm suddenly able to hold my head up, be assertive in situations where I've never been able to be assertive before, you know, Mm -hmm. speak up and speak, you know, when I need to. And all this, all the fear used to, I could never, you know, I I couldn't handle confrontation. I would have a, you know, knot in my stomach, a big knot in my throat, cotton mouth, couldn't speak, heart pounding. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I can do this. And a big breakthrough for me, one of the biggest, biggest breakthroughs for me, big fear of public speaking. I was made fun of a lot in school. You know, anytime I got up in front of the class, it was, it was just traumatizing. And it's been about a month ago, I was asked to present in front of the entire faculty at school, which has always been my biggest fear of speaking in front of adults. I can speak in front of kids all right here too. Same here. I I hated doing that in school. (laughs) You stay me up in front of adults and oh Lord, I I can't do it. Well, they wanted me to do this whole presentation on firm, calm, finesse, the way I manage behavior in my classroom and, um, you know, help other teachers. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this or not, but I've been pretty much told that I have to. So I guess I'm going to have to figure out a way to do this. And it was the first time in my entire life I got up in front of over 50 people. I had everybody's attention. The room was so quiet. You could hear a pen drop. I had eye contact from everybody. I was laughing. I was using humor. And, um, you know, so I was up in front of this entire crowd, I was able to laugh, use humor, show my personality. And I wasn't nervous at all. It just happened. And I mean, I just turned 47 years old. This is the first time I've ever, you know, been able to get up in front of a group like that and feel good about the way that it went and realize I felt just as comfortable in that situation as I do talking to you right now. So yeah, coasters help help a lot in that area as well, just being able to interact with people in general. So looking back on all of your coaster riding, you know, we've all had those unexpected moments on coasters and amusement parks that we look back on and it's like, how in the world did that happen? What was that? What would you say has been your craziest moment on a coaster or in a park? Well, um, craziest moment. I mean, you, you want me to answer that as in like a ride experience or. It's however you want to answer it. You, you can't talk um, about making that video with that word last Saturday either. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, that word. <laughs> I won't say it. And for those of you listening, it's not a bad word. Tim just no. doesn't like it. Which, actually, I don't know the story behind that. I do not know the story behind it. 
So let me answer this question. Share your story, and then then I'll share my crazy story behind that word. Okay. Um, The craziest moment. So I wouldn't call it crazy because it just happened not too long ago. Um, 20, or maybe it was like 2018, 2019. It hadn't been 18. Um, You know, obviously 2019, I was a coaster enthusiast um i've always wanted to roll back on something um or an event and that ride happened to have been lightning rod um i seem to always go to dollywood when it is in december or january um like or sorry like end of christmas season and i went it was a rainy i don't think it was cold you know like maybe like Early, like not early, uh, you like low 50s, you know, upper 40s, somewhere around there. But you know, it was raining, so lightning rod, like always, didn't open when we got there. Um, finally opened, everyone flocks there that you know wants to. Um, so I got on, we uh, you know, get on, we check our restraints, and you know, that all clear means you're out of here. So we go to uh, get ready to launch. Um, the again, I, I don't know how many sets of launch pads are on there or whatever, um, but the top half didn't work. So the bottom two, I, I, I think there's three. I mean, again, I, I don't know, but the bottom and middle part works. The top part didn't. So what happened? We rolled back and then we stopped right. Yeah, right. I so we stopped right, right at the bottom. And actually, I have a video of it on our YouTube channel way back when. Um, it, it's it's like it's legit, like it's like 15 seconds. So we got oh. up and I pulled I pull my phone out really quick as we're walking on the catwalk back to the station. Like it, it's a terrible video. It's probably like my worst video I ever made. But like my phone is like pointing down, and I kind of point it up really quick to show that you know we are wa- legit walking off white. But it savored the moment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like way back in the day, which I I can share that with you later. Um, It's still up on our channel. But I I would say that wasn't really, you know, not a crazy experience, but it it was something cool, you know, fun. Um, And that was, um, you know, just a cool experience that hopefully I get to experience again on, you know, another ride or whatever. That's two things I'm still chasing. A rollback and an evac. Only yeah, evac. And I got both in one day. That's awesome. The only evac I've had, I don't even know if it really counts. It was on the Sky Coaster at Indiana Beach. They got us up there and it wouldn't, the ripcord would work. It wouldn't drop. So they had to bring us back down, get us oh, out, reload us. But that's, okay. I don't even know if that actually counts, but that's all I've got. So, yeah. My crazy story behind that infamous word, you should feel privileged. This is the first time I've ever shared this. <laughs> no, yeah, because everyone always says, don't say. We. Everybody says the magic word. The magic word Josh is referring to is we. So, I, and that's, that's, not, that's the bad word, we. So I'll like share. not we as in you and I, like we no. as in we. There it is, just like that. I, w- I won't say it because it, it just it won't, won't, that word will not come out of my mouth. But <laughs> yeah, I, I legit anyway, the story. So the story behind that, I took the kids to Dollywood. It was I think it was over fall break back in 2021. 
we were down there and we were riding Thunderhead. The kids were sitting together in one seat and I had a seat by myself. And this guy comes and sits down beside me and I'm still not someone I'll either talk to you like I've known you my whole life or I won't say a word. You know, there's really not an in-between. And it depends on my comfort level with you, especially with new people. It takes me a while to just, you know, figure if I'm comfortable or not. And it's not anything personal necessarily. It's just I'm kind of what they call I'm an introverted extrovert, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Anyway, um, guy came and sat down beside me and he looks at me and he was already getting on my nerves. Have you ridden this before? <laughs> I just turned around and looked at him. I had my sunglasses on. I nodded my head and say a word. I turned back around. Is it scary? I've had that happen before. <laughs> so I turned around. Still looked at it with shades on. Shook my head. Say a word. Turn back around. And he just proceeds to start telling me his life story. I don't even remember where he was from. I don't remember anything about him. I was just like, can somebody please just get this ride moving? <laughs> and so I, I hadn't said two words to him. He was just talking all the way up. And he's like, yeah. And it was trying to trying to tell me how he loved coasters and all this stuff. Well, we got to the top of the dag on Lift Hill. Soon after for the drop, he was talking about, you know, what a coaster guru he is and all this. He grabbed on and held on for dear life like he was going to die. And he yelled, Wee! <laughs> all the way down the drop. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody get him or me off this train. Now, he was yellow that word all the way through the ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think he ever put his hands up one time. And um, we got off the ride. And he was standing there like, what to have some kind of conversation with me. I went back and I got Jay and I just said, look, I said, you have one job right now. I need you to go over there. I need you to get him away. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) what I said, go do whatever you have to do. I'm done. And Jay went over there. I don't even know what he said. He just came back. He's like, mom, it's taken care of. (laughs) And he was gone. But I, I think that was. Probably, I guess, in terms of coaster nerds, <laughs> one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. So, yeah, that's the story behind that. Yeah, yeah, at least I'm not the most annoying person you ever met in your life. I'm surprised you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, you're number two. You and yeah. that other FYE guy. What's his name? Matt Newell. Yep. All right. So. Going back into the coaster time traveler from all of the coasters you've ridden, what is your favorite number one goat coaster? Okay. So 
since you told me in the past that you watch my videos, I have never in my life have done a top five, top ten, top twenty coaster thing. I, I just I I don't really rate coasters. Um, okay. Just because I, I don't know. Do you watch a lot of coaster YouTube videos? I used to more than I do now. I just don't have a ton of time to sit down and watch okay, TV well, these yeah. days. But but I've seen a lot. All right. So the other day, I think it was two days ago, um, El Toro Ryan did a top twenty-five, and he says something that I go along with. He says every experience for every person is different on every coaster. Absolutely. So that's why he said he's never really done a number one or like a review video like that before. Um, or a top 25, yeah, he did 25. Um, but, like, it's just, it's hard for me because, okay, it depends on, okay, is it a hot day? Is it a cold day? Is it a rainy yes. day? Um, yeah. Is the train empty? Is the train full? Um, mm-hmm. Are they having good dispatches? Uh, is it a element ride? Is it a airtime? You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. just so totally. much to think about. And that's my mind just, you know, asking so many freaking questions <laughs> that, but it's like when, when it comes down to my favorite coaster, like I, I don't have a favorite. I mean, but if, if I had to say one and it, it has to be one that I've obviously written, um, I just, I mean, I, I, I guess I'd say Steel Vengeance. Um, that surprises me. I thought you would say Beast. Well, beast. but Kings Island's my home park. I mean, every ride, you know, is a number one there for me. Um, so I, I don't want to, and if I ever did, which, you know, people have asked, Hey, you know, can you do a top 10 video? I mean, probably next year. Yeah. Um, that will come out. So, you know, those of you listening, if, you know, you watch my stuff, you know, that'll be, you know, be on, be on the lookout for that. But, um, you know, when it comes to a ride like Steel Vengeance, um, I've never experienced something like that before. I have never rode anything like that before. Just the speed, the the rush, the elements, the airtime, the yeah. just everything all at once. And especially the second half, like the second half just it still kicks you in the butt. You know, it just it's always going. It doesn't stop until it hits those brakes. Um, yeah, and you know, for all those RMC, you know, fans out there, like I've you know. I haven't ridden a lot of RMCs. I have rode, let's see, what, Twisted Timbers, Steel Vengeance, um, Storm Chaser, uh, Lightning Rod. What's the one at, uh, in Gurney, Illinois, at Six Flags? Um, Goliath. Goliath, yeah. I, I rode Goliath. I think that's five. Yeah, so five RMCs I rode, which isn't, you know, not bad, but not the worst. Um, but out of all of them, I mean, just Steel Vengeance just is a good coaster. Um, I have five RMCs in my top 20. I mean, I love RMC yeah. and Steel Vengeance. I mean, I've been on 355 coasters and Steel Vengeance is my number three. That's, that's a fantastic ride. Absolutely, for sure. But I get what you're saying, too. One thing I've definitely learned from all the interviews I've done talking to people about coasters they like and dislike different bodies definitely prefer different forces, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm saying you, there's so much to take and people don't realize that you hear people hate all the time on T3, but you know, I talked to one person whose number one coaster was T3 
And I actually got my first ride on that last year, I think. And it wasn't yeah. bad. I did not have a bad first ride on it. But again, right. all the horror stories I heard, mm-hmm. like, I, I just, I happen to not have a bad ride on it. Um, but, you know, like you said, to each their own. And, you know, for me, and part of it, I think, is my height. Because, you know, I, I'm a bit <laughs> vertically challenged. Yeah, the ones with the over-the-shoulder restraints, particularly the old arrow loopers, and a lot of the uh, the comas, will and some of the B and M inverts and sit downs too, will just bang the crap out of my head if I don't really put my head back and brace, and then that halfway hurts my neck, you know, yep. to do that. Like but Matt yet, always says about like Magnum, you have to know how to ride it. You have to know oh how to yeah. ride a ride. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the there are you know there are people. I know I talk to some people that live for those old arrow loopers and yep. those Vacoma boomerangs. I'm not one of them, but you know I'll joke and good you know just in kind of humor, <laughs> you know, and that sort of thing about you know people's coaster preferences but honestly you know if it makes somebody happy and you enjoy it have at it you know there's definitely no harm in that and that and that's one of the things I've come to love the most about you know talking to and getting to know as many people as I've gotten to know in the community is just having you know having those conversations there's nothing there's no better way to pass time in a long line yeah them having, you know, conversations about coasters, you know, different opinions and that sort of thing. It, it always fascinates me to hear the things people love about a coaster that I, that I don't like, you know, yeah. just to try to experience it from another perspective, you know, even just through talking in conversation. So from all the coasters you've ridden, do you have any of those one and dones, a least favorite one that <laughs> Yes, didn't see. So that's something that I can share. So again, like a one and done for me. Obviously, we'll take Kings Island for example, and Vertigo is a one and done. Um, yeah, but I still ride it multiple times a year. Um, and believe it or I not, I ride it when Flight, other people want to ride it. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, Flight of Fear is actually a one and done for me too, and that's mainly because of the weight. Really? That weight just sucks. Like. It, it doesn't matter. Like I that, won't wait like, a long I, time for it. Yeah, I'll get in line if it's if it's you know not a re- if it's a reasonable wait. I'll wait. Yeah. But I'm not so like even over the summer when I'd have fast lane plus a few times, we would get in line and we would still wait. You know, thirty plus minutes, mm-hmm. which is still better than your two ish hours. But that ride is just it's gonna it's turning into Firehawk. It's the capacity just sucks. Um, but uh, as far as one and done, I don't think I have rode enough coasters to really have like the worst one I've ever rode. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone says, let's see what King's Dominion and the Conda they said was pretty bad. I actually enjoyed that one, as uh, in horrible. Grizzly was that, Grizzly that was one rough. was a little rough, um, but that that's getting some love this year. Um, yeah, but again, like I have not traveled a lot, um, but that is going to change in the next couple of years. Um, I'm a big, you know, family man, so I I like to, you know, I, I have a ten year old daughter. Yeah, family first, and then like you know, I have a ten year old daughter. She loves coasters. Um, she's ridden everything on Kings Island. She's ridden most things at Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and, you know, seeing her doing that makes me feel good. Um, that makes me feel, you know, oh, hey, I'm a good father because she loves coasters. Yeah. Like, and, I, you know, as your kids get older, those parks are still going to be there. Those coasters. Oh, yeah. Well, the parks are, but the but the coasters are like Vortex. So, like when they announced Vortex, uh, I I remember that morning. I got up, I was getting ready for work, and we usually don't have the news on in the morning. But like that morning, we happened to have it on, and she was up getting ready for school, and she saw on the news that they were getting rid of Vortex, and like she like she loved Vortex, and she started crying. Like I, I've. I've never cried at a roller coaster, but like just seeing her do wow. that made me sad. And it's like, yeah. usually, are they really getting rid of it? I'm like, yeah, they are, unfortunately. Um, like, I remember waking up that morning, my phone blew up from like five o'clock in the morning, like all day. My phone just lit up every, you know, it's a busy day for people, you know, that do what we do when a park's announced, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, just, seeing her like that, you know, kind of made me hurt a little bit, you know, that coasters do have effect on people, you know, yes. and, pe- and people, memories. yeah. And, and not everyone realized, Oh, it, it's just a ride. Well, yeah, but that ride might mean something to someone or that park might mean something to someone. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things like, that's what I enjoy doing. Like I just ride coasters, you know, I, I enjoy, going to different parks, hanging out with people, doing meetups, making videos, and hanging out with people, and, you know, just ride roller coasters. You know, there's nothing else to it. Yeah, and one thing I've learned, too, from the multitude of people that I've interviewed is to never judge, you know, like you have certain people, you know, that ride the same coaster over and over again. You've got, you know, people like King's Island Nick that visit the park every single day. When you hear the story and you find out the reasoning behind it, it's typically not what you would expect to hear, you know? And just because it may not be the thing for me to do, doesn't make it wrong. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So like the, the question I get asked the most in like, Hey, Josh, how do you go to Kings Island so much and not get bored? Okay, so like it's kind of like how I was going back to like those questions earlier about your experience on a ride. Every yeah. park visit is different. You know, every ride experience on the same ride I've ridden thousands of times is different. Mm-hmm. But like I go to Kings Island, I just, you know, I really enjoy, especially since I've had kids, like seeing them ride rides make me happy. And like my, my son Owen is too, and he's right. Like he's going to be able to ride more next year um, at at Kings Island. And that, you know, just him doing that makes me happy. You know, my daughter, like I said, loves riding coasters. Um, My, my wife will ride rides, but she's not big into coasters like I am, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But um, you know, like we, we went to Disney last year we rode everything there. Owen was actually able to do everything, even though he slept through half the stack of things. <laughs> but, um, but it, it's just so weird. Cause like, but like, they have a lot of like boat rides there. And like, some of them have, you know, not steep drops, but like a sudden drop. And like, he was able to ride that stuff. He sat in our laps and he slept most of the time, uh, you know, but like, or like the, the, their animal safari and, and 
animal kingdom he was able to do that you know we're climbing up and down hills going through creeks and stuff and he sucked through that but um just having seeing my kids experiences on different rides at different parks mm-hmm. just make me feel so good and um you know that that's really what it's all about for me well now you know versus when you know i didn't have kids thank you for sharing that and it's definitely interesting to hear you know from the perspective of a family person versus Mm -hmm. you know talking to an enthusiast that doesn't have children because you you get totally different views yep and 90 percent of enthusiasts don't have children (laughs) especially the ones that travel whole lot yeah and like it's nice to be able to get up and go whenever you want wherever you want I'm like I get I get to I, I feel blessed you know to be able to travel as much as I do when I can and I look forward to the day maybe one day when I'm able to do more but yeah um, you're definitely but having like, that you're having reliving that it through speed. your kids eyes and like yeah. that just you know and for me that's been a big part of it too is having you know them with me and being a part being a part of it as well yes um going back to coasters and being an enthusiast you know i shared with you previously the diamondback that last train of the night at haunt at one o'clock in the morning that was the coaster ride that made me an enthusiast Mm -hmm. what coaster made you an enthusiast when did it happen and how did you realize you were becoming an enthusiast? So it, it was kind of a coaster and an experience, if that makes sense. So kind of like what I said earlier, uh, I used to work at Kings Island. I worked down and back um, in 2012 and 2013. Um, best two summers of my life as far as fun. You know, it's a great place to work. I met so many friends. I met so many back then enthusiasts I didn't know. Um, you know, that I still see to this day. Um, so working down and back, actually getting to operate the ride and, un- and, and like understanding how it works. It's just like a gigantic computer, you know, it has the sensors throughout the ride. Um, you know, most people know how rides work nowadays. Um, but just knowing that stuff, you know, it made me um, intrigued, you know, to f- figure out more, it, like, it, if, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but uh, what what happened was is you know in 2013 when I left Kings Island, um, I started to I had so many photos and videos. Um, that's what kind of started FYE, but I'll I'll, I'll get there in a second. Um, okay. They, I I, I was posting um, pictures on like my personal Facebook and you know, it it just kind of wasn't really going anywhere. So then I made a page and, you know, they kind of took off from there, but I I know that question is in a couple ones, so I will wait to say that. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, as far as the coaster that started experience, I'd say Diamondbacks, the coaster and my experience was working at Kings Island and getting like a behind the scenes, you know, of everything. Like I I had access to the whole car. I could, go you know not wherever whenever i wanted but like whenever we would do um walks at king's on or on diamondback we would walk back mm-hmm. there by the hammerhead i'm just walking around looking at all the track around me it's just so cool um but yeah it's it might be a little bit different you know than other people's 
um, how they got started. But hey. Well, that's interesting now. I know that's another thing we have in common. The same coaster made it as, made us an enthusiast, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those behind the scenes tours, when I can get them, are yeah. amongst my favorite things to do. It's like I'm in a whole other world. That's why I wish Kings Island would do a winter tour. They could definitely please, do one. Please, please. I would love to have that. I think it would be awesome to go and if we could see inside the maintenance shops, you know, kind of see the mm-hmm. process that they take everything through. Yeah, that would be, be amazing. It would be a dream day for me to get to see all of that. Now, I know you said, you know, you haven't been able to travel as much due to your family, but looking forward to the future when you're able to travel more, what are some of your bucket list coasters to ride and places you'd like to visit? Okay, so I was thinking about this one earlier as well. Um, as far as bucket list coasters, um, I mean, every coaster I've never rode is on my, on my bucket list. So it's more of a park versus, like, what are some of the parks versus rides? So, like, um, I would really like to visit all the Universal parks in Florida um, and obviously get all the credits there. Um, Sea World, you know, Bush Gardens, most of the rest of the Cedar Fair parks. Um, but as far as like on my bucket list, I, I'd say right now it would be Universal and Bush Gardens. Um, those are my top okay. two. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, or Tampa? Both. <laughs> They're you can't lose. They're all fantastic yeah. parks. Like that's what I'm saying. Like because I do have such a low. Um, coaster count. I think I'm at like 112, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, if I knock those parks out, that's gonna raise it. Oh, yeah. And, and again, I'm not all for all who has the highest number of credits. Yeah. I, I, I just ride coasters, you know. Um, for me, it's fun to count, but it's not a competition with anybody. Yeah. And some people, you know, Unfortunately, that's what it is as a competition, which is fine. That's just their lifestyle. Yeah. I, like it doesn't bug me at all. But you know, someday when I do visit those parks, you know, I'm gonna enjoy myself and hopefully my family is there to enjoy it with me. Um, you know, because I enjoy traveling with them, like I said previously. <laughs> that's the thing too, I've noticed, you know, different people enjoy different aspects of the hobby. Mm-hmm. And that's all completely okay. I know some people, there's like a Fred Will competition, that sort of thing, you know, coaster count and that sort of thing. With me, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun little thing I do with myself. And like this year, I didn't even, I don't even know really even a projection of how many coaster credits I'm going to get at the beginning of the year. A lot of it just happens by accident and fluke. Like <laughs> along the way, I'll get these random messages from people when I'm in different places and they're like, hey, did you like even when we were in Illinois over Labor Day weekend, I get this message. Hey, you know, there's this little fair. There's this fair, and they gave me the fair that was there in town. And I looked it up, it was 10 minutes from the hotel. Yeah, that I was at, and it was literally on the way out of town. You know, we popped over there, got a couple more credits, but it was it was absolutely surreal to me when I sat down 
that's one of the reasons I know too. It's my own little thing. I make up the post, like, you know, about individual credits and stuff. It helps me keep count. So if mm-hmm. I forget or lose track, I can go back and look. And it was crazy to me because I'm looking forward to next year. This year, I wound up with 145 credits in a year, which I never in a million years thought I could do. But I'm like, if I somehow manage to do that next year, and I, I honestly don't know if it's going to happen. My my summer break's going to wind up being a couple of weeks shorter next year because they're redoing the school calendar and stuff. Yeah. But if I did that again, I would hit 400 and 500 in the same year mm-hmm. <laughs> next year. I honestly think that's a bit of a stretch looking at the amount of time that I've got. But at the same time, for me, it's a fun little competition with me. Just with me. Oh, yeah. To see, chasing the carrot, how far can I get? Okay, so let's talk now more about FYE. Tell me about the history of FYE coasters. Some things you could talk about is when and how it started. What makes it different? from other regular YouTube channels? What type of community events do you guys have? And you know, what impact has it had? And do you have any plans for the future with FYE? Okay, so that's why I stopped myself in the, in the, in the answer to the question a couple questions ago. Um, so kind of hopping back on that, um, I worked at Kings Island 2012, 2013. When I left Kings Island in August of 13, um, I had so many photos and videos. Well, at the time, more of photos and videos um, on my phone just because, you know, when I would get off at Kings Island, I would sometimes stay after and, you know, I just – I'm no professional photographer, but um, when I see a good photo, I, I take it. And, you know, obviously phones from 2012 and 13, 10 years later to now are completely different. Um, but I was posting photos on my personal Facebook, like tons. And, you know, it wasn't doing nothing. I'm like, okay, you know, like whatever. So then I, at the time, I think that's when they just rolled out, you know, like, you know, groups and pages and stuff because Facebook didn't always have that. Um, so I made a page um, and our first name, because I suck at coming up with names, uh, was Kings Island Where Else? Like, because that, that used to be their slogan from, you know. Kings Island what? Like, Say that again. Where else? Like, Kings okay. Island. Where else? Nowhere. That's okay. where. You know, it just, it just be, you know, something stupid. But, um, so... I started posting pictures of just Kings Island on there and it blew up. Um, I'm like, okay, well maybe I have something here. Um, so it just kind of went from there. So then from 13 to 16, um, 2016, I went to my first park outside of Kings Island and Cedar Point. But prior to that time, I only went to Cedar Point with my family one time. So I haven't really, been to Cedar Point, you know, like kind of what I'm saying. Um, so my first park outside of those two was Dollywood. Um, I went in 2016. It was with um, you might remember him, Coaster Matt Productions, Matt Matt Killian. I've heard the name. Yeah. So he back then, you know, was another one of our friends that 
okay. um, did coaster stuff like that. But we went to Dollywood together. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be covering a park outside of Kings Island, I can't be a page called Kings Island. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I just I, – I forget how I thought of the name FYE. I, I don't want it, and I never wanted it to stand for anything um, just because – but at the time, it was the For Your Entertainment Coasters. Um, That's what I always I, thought of it. Yeah, see, uh, and like a lot of people were like, oh, you got that from the store, you know, For Your Entertainment. Like, actually, no, I didn't. Um, I just, I couldn't think of nothing else. And I just, I was up, it was, God, it was two jobs ago. Yeah, that would have been two jobs ago. Um, I was at work one night, and I was back when I worked nights, and I just, Hey, well, FYE Coasters. So that's when I came up with that. You know, it was 2016, and the name stuck. People liked it. Um, if you've been with me since that long, uh, I appreciate it. You know, like I said earlier, we're coming up on our 10 years next year. So I'll be on the lookout for some cool things. Um, but kind of getting back to when we started, um, I had, again, back then, you know, I, and it's kind of still now, I suck. I come up with things, you know, like logos and, you know, taglines or just whatever. So my very first logo, I I made it from, I think it was like a shirt design website. And then like I designed, I put the font in there and then I got like a picture of a coaster and I put it on top of it. And then I screenshotted it and there there's my logo. Boom, <laughs> like there it that, is. Yeah, and I can share that, which I still have it. Um, we we only gone through three logos, and then the one after that, I had a friend, actually not a friend, someone on Facebook I found designed, but then he ended up wanting like a crap ton of money for it. So, um, we came out to an agreement, and um, we came out to an agreement, and. You know, my old logo, which actually you might have uh, or had a sticker of that for your car. I have it on my car. It, okay, that that's our newest one. But, like, it, it was more like a square design. Um, but it was that one. And then the one that you have now, we um, Stephanie from Emotional Roller Coasters came out with that one. And that's the one I just stuck with. And that's the one that everyone knows. Um, so th- that's kind of the history of that. Um, so I'm trying to find something for our 10 year um, to, you know, kind of like a retro. I don't really have a retro logo though. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying mm-hmm. to see which I can come up with it myself now. You know, like I have my iPad and, you know, my iPhone and whatnot. So I can definitely make something of myself. It's just, you know, taking the time to do it, make sure it looks right and it appeals to everything. So, that being said, uh, we went to Dollywood. You know, I did one of my first vlogs, I believe it was. Um, and you can go back and watch that. Yeah, everything is still up for my first vlogs, whatever. And then, you know, so when it comes to YouTube, um, that just, it, it kind of, it didn't really take off like other channels I've watched. But like, again, if you know me, I'm not a big numbers person. I do it because I enjoy it. Um, I, I put videos out there. Yeah, you know, one might get 10,000 views, one might get 10 views. I don't care. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, it takes time to edit it, and you got to travel to the park, you know, buy the cameras, got to buy the memory cards, and take time to edit, which, you know, edit this podcast. But, like, I, I, like, I don't get paid to do it. I just, I enjoy doing it. So, 
at the time we were just Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's branch out. So then I branched out to Instagram, Twitter, and then, uh, you know, Twitter was always kind of like that one that I, I have, but um, I don't really, um, you know, I, I, I have, but I don't really, you know, use a lot. I mean, so like I'm the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the last like month I've been really heavily on Twitter um, just because that it's a good platform. Um, and you know, that's a whole nother story. But um, as far as like views, we blew up on, uh, on Facebook and then, you know, now as of today, we're 13,000 people. So that's our biggest platform. Awesome. Um, what kind of makes us kind of answer your question? What makes us stand out? Um, and I've always heard you, one of the things that, <laughs> I've always associated with FYE. I remember that slogan, you know, we're different from those other guys. Yeah. So like, that's me coming up with, Hey, like we're different than those other guys, but then people, you know, we're kind of getting mad thinking, well, n- not people, just other pages. You know, I'm not going to name names. Um, we're just kind of mm-hmm. getting like, you know, Hey, why are you know you saying that you saying you're better? No, it's like, we're legit we are standing out versus everyone else. And again, I'm in no competition. I just enjoy doing it. Um, so that's kind of like where that started. So then, um, you know, kind of fast forward, I have been putting stuff on YouTube. I've been putting stuff on Facebook, um, Instagram, but you know, we have everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, YouTube now, and then come 2020 to 2022 right now, the big thing is vertical videos. Uh, you can thank TikTok for that, you know. So you got TikTok, you got YouTube Shorts, you got Facebook and Instagram Reels. Um, Twitter doesn't have anything yet. I heard there are going to have something, but um, <clears throat> you know, so being a like I see myself as a content creator. Um, you know, yeah, I'm no, you know, ten million <laughs> yet, <Yeah>, no, <laughs> but like. So me as the person that wants to get anything and everything when I go to a park, so like. I don't have the, you know, you, you don't need a $10,000 or $5,000 camera to go out and capture amazing footage. You have the best camera you have with you is in your pocket. It's your, you know, your cell phone. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a GoPro and I have a DJI um, Pocket 2 camera. So in between my phone and those two, I get what I need. I get what I want. That's when it comes to photos. I use my phone. Why? Because the photos are there. It's easy to edit. They back up to, um, for me, I'm an Apple user. So they back up to iCloud. I have, they'll be there forever. Um, <clears throat> they're easy access. I can edit and post right then, right now. I don't have to, <clears throat> okay, um, you know, let me mess with this uh, lens. Let me mess with the, you know, the adjustments for like, you know, the saturation, the contrast, you know, the balance between all the light and whatnot, you know. And then I got to take it out. I got to connect it you know, to a memory card, plug it into a, you know what I'm saying? It's just so much steps to get what you want when you want. And someone like us versus someone else, that's where like, we're more, okay, we're, you know, I know I don't have a 10,000 or $5,000 camera with a $3,000 lens. I'm okay with that. I don't need to zoom in and get someone's sweat on their face as they're riding a coaster in the middle of July. You know, I want to capture here and there, everyone having a good time, everyone having fun with their families, friends, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And I'm really big into that. So that's where we kind of stand out versus everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. 
to, you know, and a, a big thing is, is so I can watch a YouTube channel that has over 100,000 subscribers and I can scroll down on the video and there's so many questions, so many questions that followers and fans or just whatever you want to call them ask I mean, questions and there's nothing, there's no answers, there's no, hey, I'll get back to you, there's nothing. So that's what people like about us is we actually reply to stuff. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, I, I, I try to do my best. You know, there's a team of us. Um, that, that's kind of I, – I get sidetracked so easily. So, like, getting back to the shooting videos. So, like, everything nowadays is vertical videos. So, you got me that's trying to shoot, you know, horizontal for YouTube, but then I got to shoot everything vertical for TikTok and Instagram reels. It's just, like, it's so much to do. But, yeah, I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's not one of those things that I'm ever going to get tired of doing. Um, and that's what makes cell phones the best tool you can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, my GoPro, I actually have last year's model, the GoPro Hero 10 Black Edition, I think it is. Um, that can actually shoot vertical videos and you can quickly, you know, transfer uh, wirelessly from your GoPro to your phone through mm-hmm. the app and then to lay it there just like that. It's so easy. So something like that, you know, yes, I can do. Um, <clears throat> but like, you know, just it, and, you know, I, I don't really know what else to say. Like, I, I enjoy doing what I do because you know it brings joys on people's face. Like, you saw last Saturday, like at yes. the Polar Plunge, people traveled from Toledo. I know. So, like, I walked around in line, you know, stopped at every party, and introduced myself, talked to people, and I came up to um, this girl and her dad, I believe it was, and I asked them, you know, I asked everyone, like, oh, where are you from? They, they said Toledo. I'm like, you really drove from Toledo all the way down here just for us? And they said, yeah, we did. I'm like, well, thank you. I, I like, enjoy that. Yeah, and then I'm like, can I get a picture and kind of put that on Facebook? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I took a picture and posted it right then and there, you know. It's just like, that makes me feel good. You know, something that started from nothing and look what it's turned into. We don't have to have the most following on YouTube or the, the most subscribers on whatever. It's just, you know, the, the only goal I want to set for myself right now um, is just to, you know, be there for when things arise. Um, and again, that's what makes it stand out. Um I do only have one goal, and that is because I can't go live on TikTok yet. So we're at 560 followers. I need a thousand to go live. So if you're listening, go follow us on TikTok. <laughs> um, but you know, because that's another platform that we can reach different people on. Yeah. And you know, I really want to be able to go live on TikTok. And right now, I can't because you know I'm 400 ish shy of being able to do that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. I, I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, as far as future things for FYE, um, I briefly mentioned it is going to be our 10-year anniversary next year. Um, I don't have the exact date. That's kind of my fault. I think it was in December. Um, it's I, I go off the date whatever day I created my YouTube channel. <laughs> um, but I, I can look it up later. Um but uh, yeah, we have some things planned. Um, if you are on Facebook, we are very, you know, involved in our community group. Um, see, this is another thing I can go to a story of. Um, I created the community group because 
I want people to be able to ask a question and not, you know, get laughed at. Oh, what, why is so-and-so asking what a coaster credit is? Or yeah. why is so-and-so don't know what a hyper-hybrid, you know, or just whatever. And when I made a post last week saying that we have the resources and people in there, I'm not lying. I, you know, we have veterans in there like that are, you know, professional, you know, in the industry that have ridden, you know, hundreds yes. and hundreds of coasters have talked to plenty of manufacturers. So like your question is going to get answered or I'm going to try to answer it for you. Um, the group is private because I want to control who and who is not in there only because there's tons of robots. There's fake profiles that get in there. They will promote spam. They will promote just whatever. And I don't want that. Um, we get probably 10 to 20 requests a day. And half of them are robots. Um, that's the only reason our group is private. I've heard many people ask us, hey, why is the group? It's because of that reason. Um, and nine times out of 10, I put those three questions in there. What's your home park? What's your favorite ride? And what does RMC stand for? If you if you don't answer that question, I know you're a, you know, the general um, public, which is fine. If you can, I know you're an enthusiast. So, you know, I, I, we, we have a variety in there. And I really we've all that. been there at some point in time. Yeah. We all yeah. started somewhere. Yeah. And again, like that's why I enjoy doing it. Um, another thing I have is a website. I'm not very, I don't truly really promote that a lot because, you know, obviously we don't have the following on there. But, you know, someday if social media ever failed, you know, or ever got shut down, like, what are we going to do? You know, so I have a website, you know, you can follow, you can actually sign up, become a free member. Um, it doesn't cost nothing. There are forums on there. Uh, we have blog posts, which again, it's just me running that. So like, you know, it's trying, it's me kind of doing everything, but like, I want to have everything, but like everything doesn't get done at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, like Matt will take video, Adam will take video. And then we have, um, Jen and Brian that will, you know, share posts, you know, your news updates, stuff like that. But really when people think of FYE, they think of me, Matt, and Adam. So, you know, me and Matt are more on the video side. Adam will post pictures, updates. Uh, he makes really good reels. Um, so, you know, we kind of have a big variety of stuff, but I'm kind of, I really want to put, excuse me. <laughs> I really want to push people towards my website. It's just fyecoasters.net. Um, you know, it's super simple. Um, but, you know, the, the day will come, I think, where social media will have more strict standards. As you can see, like, Facebook is really strict. And I can say something, for example. So I commented on one of my friend's things last year. I said, I hate Mexican, and it was on, like, Mexican food. food. And, I, and yeah, and I didn't put food. I, I, I just put, I hate Mexican. And oh, Facebook, yeah, yeah I, I got banned for 24 hours because I put, I hate Mexican. I tried to appeal it, and they said no. It's just, like, if it knows what the picture is, I commented on a picture of food. You know, like, I don't hate Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that was, you know, and then they, they give you the option to – appeal it and they say you're still wrong so just something that simple you know in the way the world is right now again i try to stay out of everything the best i can but the way the world is right now i don't think social media will always be free speech platform um so if i have my own website that i own i run i operate it um then you know 
it's more I'm more lenient to do stuff on there than I am on social media. Okay. And you know, from the outside looking in and I've been knowing you guys for a few years, I can tell you some things that stood out to me that are different from FYE. Um, from, I mean, that stand, that make FYE stand out to me, toward that better. You know, I've been to a lot of enthusiast events. I've, you know, talked to a lot of major YouTubers and stuff. And, you know, a lot of these guys are just kind of mm-hmm. like, hi, bye, you know. No, some some will talk more than others. Some won't really speak at all. And you all are just, you're welcoming to everybody. I mean, you'll tell anybody that walks up to you and talks to you, you'll take the time to talk to them, know their name, take a picture with them. And I've not seen another YouTube channel that has the meetups you know, and really works towards having a community, you know, where people Mm -hmm. before, you know, that maybe, you know, don't really have a place like, Hey, come hang out, you know, came, come hang out with us. And, um, there's just not another, I guess, platform out there that I've seen that's as diverse because you Mm -hmm. have the YouTube channel, you have the meetup. The Facebook thing, you know, the whole social media platform that you have, the community that you've created on there. I don't see that, you know, for, and there's not, this is nothing against the guys with oh, yeah. 100,000 YouTube followers or whatever, you know, that's their thing. But you all make it, but you all make it personal. Mm. And, um, and that's that why me, we're different from those other guys yes and that's you know that's what really made me want to you know made me want to hang out with you guys you know yeah, well, i appreciate that you know, and, and, um, not being sarcastic and funny but you know, from a real from uh, a yeah list. i know i know what you mean yeah you know I, i've known you for quite some time now and i always enjoy hanging out with you you know you and your family um and it's just one of those things that you know I'm, I'm not, see, like, I've, I've always been a very people person. I can be friends with anybody. Um, but, you know, if you get that, there's one or two people that, you know, try to make you feel down on life or whatever you're doing, like, even outside of coasters, like, just get them out of your life, block them, you know, like, just ignore them. And, you know, okay. I'm not going to lie, you know, there are some people that are, banned from viewing the FYE page because of that reason or they will you know spam on our um you know content or you know it just like whatever it is I like I don't want that I don't want that I'm just here to ride coasters and then kind of getting back on like where we started we're definitely a Kings Island fan-based page but as you see we're trying trying to spread out more uh, I, I've been really trying to look for a rep in Florida. So anyone listening, if you're not doing nothing and you have a, a decent phone, I can take pictures and videos, reach out to us. You know, um, I, my, I have my phone by my side, 24, seven, 365. You know, we, we have our email, you know, we are our Facebook DMs, you know, Twitter, Instagram. We, we even have a discord um, you know, or TikTok, just wherever. We're so easy to get a hold of. You can get on a website and scroll on the very bottom 
and ask us a question. And then as soon as you hit send, my phone rings because there's an app that can you know, connect you to my website. You know, my phone dings and I can answer your question like we're, you know, texting. Um, you know, but not everyone knows about the feature or like I feel like you know, like I'll make that one post a year on like my Facebook. Oh, if all thirteen thousand of you just go follow you know, us on TikTok or YouTube, you don't even have to watch my stuff. Like that would help out tremendously, you know, like th- that's just me being funny um, because I want to get, you know, more info out there the quickest I can. And, you know, I enjoy making videos. And uh, right now the hot thing is vertical videos, but I don't want to give up on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I posted last Saturday's uh, vlog, you know, that got posted, um, what, Monday? So two days ago. Um, Yeah, so that's up. You know, I posted some clips of that on TikTok. I posted, you know, I I posted all the on-ride photos, you know, and when when I say like that one post, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that showed up. It means a lot. Like I honestly mean that. I tremendously mean that. Um, thank you for everyone that came out. You know, thank you. You know, to you know Gene and Larry that took that video of us all going out on the yes. train. Like if it wasn't for good friends like them, I wouldn't have had that video. You know, it, it's not like I'm paying these people a hundred dollars an hour you know what i'm saying <laughs> they wow. just do out the, the kind of their heart and those are the people that i enjoy hanging out with and just you know it, it makes a difference like you don't want to go to a park and be with someone that's stubborn and stuck up oh i don't want to wait in line for that or i don't like you know no. what i'm saying it's just i don't mind waiting in line for stuff i don't mind you know you know riding this writing that and I don't, like i'm not a big water ride but like, I'll ride them. It's just I don't like getting wet. <laughs> I'm not either because it's my shoes. I get the insides of my shoes. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. And I don't and wear sandals. I do not wear sandals. I don't either. And it drives me I will crazy. have blisters. Yep. I will have blisters. <laughs> That's one of the reasons you'll see me avoiding the water rides. I know we just had the um, you had the FYE Polar Plunge meetup last weekend. Looking forward to 2023. Do you have any? plans in place for meetups or is that still a work in progress so kind of getting back to our community group um i do or i try to at least do a lot of things with the community group because it is a smaller bunch of people we're a little little over two thousand people not all two thousand people you know respond which is fine um again i'm not a numbers person but you know like the the polar plunge that was a community group specific event but i do still share it on the main page um we are what was it 2019 we did a gravity group tour um i'm working on another one of those but it might not be until march just because they are busy um we also do i try to do at least one meetup per season so you know summer um fall and winter fest so like you know just uh you know like i make these events on facebook like hey opening day meetup you know just come hang out with us. You're more than welcome to ride rides and come hang out with us all day. No questions asked. You, you can come in and 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 in the morning, then leave for lunch and come back in the evening. I have no problems with that. Um, we are a very you know diverse group of people, 
uh, from people that, you know, will hang with you all day or like, you know, I had to go, um, uh, last Saturday I went and I had dinner with my family and then I'm back up with you guys. Um, you know, I'm that kind of person. I just, I like to hang out with everybody. Um, we will not turn you away. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as plans, uh, those are a couple of things we have. Um, as far as plans for the channel for our 10 year, um, our big thing we're doing right now is, is as soon as we hit a thousand followers on TikTok, I am giving away one uh, Cedar Fair Park day ticket to any Cedar Fair Park. Um, I will go live on TikTok. It's TikTok, you know, specific. And I'm gonna, it's going to be a, um, an all-day dining i think i did so it's over a hundred dollar value for all you have to do is follow us um you know because i can get a ticket you know for you know what probably you know anywhere from 30 to 60 bucks depending on what kind of specials they're doing and then the all-day dining i think was you know around the same price so it's definitely a good thing all you have to do is follow us um because i i did find a way to pull your um, TikTok followers onto a gigantic wheel. I hit that wheel. It's all live. Whoever wins, I message that person and they win. It's that easy. Um, e- like, even if someone has a pass, you know, hey, like my grandma doesn't have a pass, but I want her to come watch her grandkids have a good time. You know, I'm all for that stuff. Um, like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not all about numbers, but when it comes to TikTok, I want to at least hit the minimum threshold to go live, and that happens to be a thousand. We're so close. Um, we're almost to 600. I enjoy, you know, making little videos on there. I might not make the best videos on the hair, but they're fun. You know, they're silly. You know, they're updates. Um, that's what I like about TikTok, actually, is they're quick updates. Um, you know, you, you can, Hey, you know, something is happening right now. Let's just post on there and then you, you know, do the post and hashtag edit and post it. Um, I, YouTube has YouTube shorts. Um, they are only up to 30, is it 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but it, it's no more. It's very, very short, which is fine. I actually like that. But then if I post a major thing on YouTube, then it's not really going to get out. But then I got to post it to Facebook, Instagram, and you know what I'm saying, and TikTok. And it just, that's how the word gets out through everyone. For us is Facebook and Instagram. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, you shared a lot of advice, which is what I'm going <laughs> to discuss. And my next question, you talked a lot about, you know, different type of equipment to use, you know, types of videos you like to take and pictures you like to take. What additional advice would you have for someone that's wanting to start their own YouTube channel or coaster group on social media that you haven't already shared? Because you've shared a lot of good stuff. (laughs) Um, Do things you can't not what you can is the the biggest thing um don't be afraid to you know so when i first started vlogging you know i'm sitting on my cell phone out in front of me everyone in the world is staring at me so then i'm thinking oh my god these people think i look so stupid but you know what i got past that you know fear and i'm never gonna see those people again you know they might see themselves in a video that someone a family member shares that they like but other than that i'm never gonna see these people again so why do i care what they think um you know it, if you have a cell phone and you want to start a youtube channel then do it 
Um, you know, not everything is based off YouTube. Um, you know, start a Facebook group, something small, start a TikTok or Instagram. Um, you know, you can start whatever you want. A cell phone is the best tool to have. Um, you know, it's just like my my big thing is is do things you can't, not what you can. And that's, you know, really big. I actually got that from a YouTuber I watched all the time. Uh, his name is Casey Neistat. I don't know if you've ever heard of his videos, but back when he was doing daily vlogging, he has um, a tattoo on him that says, do, do what you can't, yes. not what you can. And it's, you know, that's helped me. So, you know, that's uh, me looking up to another YouTuber and like, you know, it's just, that's I, the best advice I can give is don't be afraid just just do it you know that was one of the things for me joining this podcast that took me a long time to get used and I still it's still sometimes a struggle for me when I listen back to my own interviews (laughs) I'm the same way I'm the same way I'm like I'm really excited like that but you know again like I don't care I enjoy doing this like I'm yeah. definitely going to listen to this podcast, but like, and I'm you know. the same as you because I don't get paid for doing this. I yeah. do it because I want to, and I do it because I, I enjoy it and I want to help people with it. Yep. And then so. like, we have even, we, we have had our own podcast in the past, um, but I'm actually looking to start it back up, but you know, that's oh. just another one of those things. Like I want to have everything I can to get the word out there. Like, on our website, the blog page I have on there is like just little things I'm at home, like, hey, you know, I'm typing up a story, then here's a few photos. Like, I enjoy doing that stuff. I show the link on Facebook, people click on it and read it and they like it. Um, or, you know, versus if I were to do it on Facebook, no one's going to read a, you know, a story about mm-hmm. a thing I had. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's why. So the podcast, I wanted it to be more along the line of you know not really like what you guys do but like just more of hey you know let's just do news and updates and you see where it goes but you know i i do have a you know a name for it it's called the greased chain podcast um there are two episodes right now out on everything you can listen to podcasts on but that that's all we have um i'm starting over fresh and we're we're gonna have you know different people on there we're gonna have um you know, it's going to be something I'm actually working on for next year, but I just have to, again, like you say, you don't have the time <laughs> to like watch YouTube videos, Like I have to find the time to do it. Um, because, you know, to find a work, you know, a work life and then your family life on top of doing this is hard. Yeah. Um, that's why I've cut back a lot. Um, I didn't do, Let's see, I did one trip this year that was to Cedar Point. Uh, went to Cedar Point for Custer Mania, which I believe it or not, I do not recommend. <laughs> it was a very I heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to go to try it out, um, so I did. I probably will go back for another five or ten years. Um, I am doing something new next year. I'm doing Hollywood Nights. I'm very excited for that. I can't yeah, wait. I, I know you can show me around. <laughs> Just a little um, bit, you know, maybe I, I might. 
Yeah. Or small but cave. again, you know, if you're listening and you're going, feel free to hang out with us. I've never been. So show me your experience if you've been, or if you haven't been, then let's experience it together. You know, like that's what we're all about. And that's what I want to document when I go um, is our first experience. You know, like, what is this? Like, what is that like? You know, I've never had nighttime rides on voyage let alone trimless nighttime rides you know i have heard had nighttime you know, rides on voyage you're in nope. for oh you're i, in for I have rode voyage plenty of times but yes when i'm there i'm there with family we're there for vacation uh, or you know it's just or the line's too crowded <laughs> tells but, you anything i told you self-engine is my number three voyage is number two and those night rides not just trimless, you know, trimmed or trimless. Those night rides are a big part of the reason for that. Yeah. You're going to love it. Okay. So um, st- staying on the topic of advice, that's bringing us down to our last two questions. What advice would you like to give to those who are listening? And I mean, that can be any type of advice you'd like to give as far as, you know, overcoming fear, life in general, anything at all that you'd like to share. I mean, just kind of the same thing I said, just don't be afraid to go out and do something. Um, you know, if you don't have the money to go out and buy a, like a point and shoot camera, which I never did, just use your cell phone. Um, you know, or if you want to start something that's not even has to do with coasters, just do it. You know, it, like if you're thinking, like another thing I enjoy doing is playing video games. I don't play a lot of games. I I've actually been really big on Fortnite lately. Like people are like, oh, Fortnite's a kids game. Like well, so, I enjoy playing it. <laughs> so so is every uh, Nintendo game like Mario, but I play those. Um, you know, if that's your thing and you want to start streaming, you know, you can stream with an Xbox, you can stream with a PlayStation. Um, take, take me, for example. Um, my advice to myself, I, I take that I don't have to have a $2,000 laptop. I have a cell phone and we're doing this uh, podcast interview on my iPad and I have my AirPods. in, so I don't have no nice big, you know, three monitors. I don't have a studio mic. I don't have you know, an office or a gaming room to where we're doing this. And, you know, I'm sitting in my uh, dining room. <laughs> you don't, the, like, the, the thing is, you don't have the best of the best to get the best. Um, you know, th- that's the big thing you got to look at. And I truly believe in that. You know, I, I run everything you guys see off of my cell phone and my iPad. I edit every video I have on my iPad or if it's something I got to get up right away, I edit it on my cell phone. Like, most vlogs you see are edited on my cell phone. Um, and you, you can never tell if that was edited on, you know, like final cut or premiere, you know, I, I don't use those. I, I use, it's called Luma fusion. It's a great app. Um, it's only actually they rolled out to Android over the summer, but it's really heavily on iOS and iPad OS. And, you know, I use my iPad as my main computer. Um, so again, I don't have the best of the best. Uh, it, it works for me. You know, I, I, I can run everything off my iPad, you know, because, you know, I can bring up, you know, my website and edit it from there. I can upload videos to YouTube. I can upload social media. And then my iPad has a camera. If I happen to be at the park, you know, I can have a ball up really quick, take some pictures, but, 
you know, just just don't give up, you know. Yeah, and I, I really can relate well to some of the stuff that you're talking about. You know, one of my mottos has become over time, you know, do what you do and what you do well, you know, and do you better than anybody. Everybody has unique gifts to bring for the table, you know, to bring to the table and, you know, sitting back and listening to my own interviews, that sort sort of thing. One of the things, you know, I really worked on is not comparing myself to other people because I'm never going to be like other people. I'm not that, I'm not those people. And you don't want to be like those other people. No, but getting to a point where I feel like I actually sound like myself, you know, and I was myself and I'm not letting nerves and thinking about other people and comparing myself to other people get in the way. You know, once you, once you're able to do that and, you know, that's your personality show, you're already a success. It doesn't, like you said, it has nothing to do with how many followers you have or whatever. If you're having fun doing it and you feel good about what you're doing, just, just keep doing it. All right. And that brings us to our last question. I know you mentioned some different social media platforms that you guys are on. One more time for your audience, would you please share all the different places we can find you on social media? Oh, sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So, Send me your bill of the mail for that one. Right, right. So, you know, our biggest one's Facebook. You know, we're, we're at FYE Coasters on everything. You know, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. Since YouTube actually rolled out handles over, you know, past couple of months. Uh, Twitter. We're actually on Snapchat. I, I don't ever get on there a lot, but we do have Snapchat. Um, we have Discord, TikTok. You know, I can't trust enough about TikTok. TikTok is the place to be right now. Um, and our, our website, www.fyecoasters.net. Um, you know, sign up to become a member. It's absolutely free. You know, and then once we have, you know, a handful of members on there, we will be doing exclusive things just for those people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's kind of like coming back to our community group, you know. I do specific things in there for those people. And right now, you know, during the off season, um, you know, if you live around where we do, you know, we do have an off season. We don't have parks open year round, unfortunately, but um, you know, so we do have to have different things um, planned. So like when I go to post something, I have an app that will post on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. And then I usually take that over and then post it on Twitter. And then I'll take, that if it's like a video, I'll take it over and post it on TikTok. Um, so if you do see a lot of the same things posted on all of our socials, that, that's completely normal for this time of year. But come next year, we are going to be doing, you know, certain things on certain apps. And I was kind of getting to that earlier when I said, um, you know, have all 13,000 people move over to a different platform. I get it. I have so many apps downloaded. I have different accounts. I, that's the last thing I want to do is download a new app. But you do have those people that will support you on anything and everything and that they will move over and support you on different channels. Uh, sorry, not channels, on social media platforms. So, um, But yeah, um, all social media is at FYA Coasters, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, 
uh, that's a, that's a Twitter and then Snapchat and then www.fycoasters.net. Um, and then we're on Discord too. Um, that's more of like a chatting thing. Like, hey, you're in the park. You have a question. You want to meet up? That's more of like a texting thing. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, that wraps up our interview. I want to thank you so much for all of the great conversation and sharing that you did with me and our audience this evening. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've had a great time. Yeah. uh, Thank you for having me. And uh, I can't wait to hear it. It was my pleasure. Thanks again. All right. See you, Cam. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.